everyone. This is Pastor Philip Beatty from Hartford City Church. Welcome to our Back to the Basics podcast. We are discussing basic spiritual disciplines that will help us grow closer to God and be transformed by the presence of Christ in our lives. Today we are going to talk about one of the most basic of visible transformation in our lives, and that basic practice is reading the Bible. So today we're going to talk about reading the Bible. In preparing for this podcast, I was reflecting on how most people that I know, including Christians, don't read the Bible for themselves. They will listen to a sermon, or they will read a Christian book, or even hear scripture quoted in Christian songs. And while these things are all good, for the Word of God in any amount or type of intake is powerful and it will produce results, it's a little bit like eating a protein bar instead of enjoying the full meal. Or an even better analogy might be it's like eating one type of food that's good for you, but not enjoying the well-balanced diet that lets us live at our maximum potential. You see, the Word of God is like food for our lives, and if we're just taking the, the smallest morsels of it, uh, we're missing the many, many benefits of the Word of God, that it can actually transform us in real and visible ways. The Word of God is like food, we know, because Jesus told the devil when he was being tempted in the wilderness, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Some of you will remember the story that Jesus was fasting for 40 days, so he was very hungry. And the devil came to tempt him and said, If you're really the Son of God, why don't you turn these stones into bread? And Jesus responded by saying, The reason I'm fasting is to remind myself that it's not just about physical food that keeps me alive, but it's the spiritual food. It's the Word of God. And I feel like many of us are starving because we're not feeding on the Word of God. We may look good on the outside, we may feel okay physically, but spiritually our souls are starving because we're not feeding on the Word of God. So let's look at some reasons today on this podcast of why we don't read the Bible, why people don't get into God's Word, as we used to say. One, I know that many people say the Bible is hard to understand, and that is very true. The Bible is a collection of a lot of ancient stories, It's very different genres. There's different types of literature represented in the Bible. Sometimes when we're reading the Bible, it's the direct words of God. Sometimes it's from the authors who wrote it or the participants in the story or traditions that have been passed down that people are now recording onto pen and paper. In order to understand the Bible, we need to know the context of the original uh, setting of the Bible. We need to know, try to figure out what the original meaning is, uh, the history of interpretation over the years of how people in different places and times have seen that story or that text and what it means. Uh, That's one of the reasons why preaching for me as a pastor is so exciting because I, I get the time to delve into all of those things that help just bring the text alive. It's like a chef coming to your table at a nice restaurant and explaining the meal and where everything comes from and giving you all of those things that that should help you to enjoy and understand the meal even more but sometimes for all of us even though we have all of that it's food from a different culture and it tastes strange to us the second reason i think that people don't read the bible is because they say they don't have time to read the bible but i want to challenge that because we use that reason really an excuse all of the time saying that we're busy we don't have any time well here's the truth friends 
every single person is busy. When you tell me that you're too busy, just know that my life is as busy as yours. When she tells me she has no time, well, the person she's talking to, her life is just as busy as the other one's life. We all are running uh, at maximum speed and resources, and we have very little to zero margins in our life for anything new. So what does that mean? Well, it simply means that our lives are full of the things that we choose to do. I believe that people do what they want to do. And if they're doing something that they don't want to do, it's because they feel some kind of obligation to do it, whether that obligation is because it's required by someone or it's for work or it's for school or there's some kind of internal belief that causes you to say, I must do this, so I choose to do this. So we either do things we're obligated to do or we do things that we want to do. And when it comes to spending time reading the Bible, for many Christians, uh, we've lost both of those things. Reading the Bible is no longer something that many Christians want to do. They don't find it enjoyable. And then the second reason that they don't feel obligated to do it, they don't believe there's any kind of uh, reason why they should sit down and read the Bible. Or if they do feel that obligation, they don't actually fulfill the obligation. They just feel guilty for not reading the Bible. But in reality, today, there are so many ways that we can access the Word of God. There are Bible apps for every phone and tablet. Most of them have audio features so that we can listen to it, even when we're driving or walking or working out. Uh, there are daily verses that can be sent to us through text or email or that we can look up on Instagram or Facebook. There's so many ways that we can read or listen to the Word of God in short, accessible formats that the excuse of having no time really just doesn't hold water. I really believe it's about how important the Word of God or the Bible is to our lives. Some people don't read the Bible uh, because they don't believe in the veracity or the truth of the Bible. Again, that's a choice we make often not based on actual research of the historicity of the Bible, but just on a feeling or, or a mental belief we have that the Bible is not reliable. But in actuality, the Bible is one of the most historically reliable documents that we can read today. It has more literary validation than many of the ancient authors and philosophers and historians that we read, such as Plato or Socrates. You don't find people walking around saying, I don't study the Greek philosophers because I, I doubt that the documents we have are really from them. But on this short podcast, I cannot convince you of the historical reliability of the Bible. If that's your concern, I invite you to research it for yourself and to make your own conclusions. Finally, we just come to an issue of faith. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, do I believe that the Bible is the Word of God? In spite of some of my objections or doubts or wonderings, is this collection of texts and stories somehow anointed by God, meaning that God's presence is upon it? It's been protected by the Holy Spirit throughout time to reveal God's characters and His ways to humanity. I believe that the Word of God is fully that. It holds a high position of importance in my life because I believe that the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit, protected by the Holy Spirit, and that it conveys to me the message that God wants to convey into my life and into the life of everyone that He's created. But even if someone, unlike myself, were to believe that the Word of God was only partially true, that there were just some parts of it that were actually the words of God, shouldn't it the, even that amount hold a place of prominence in your life? Uh, I would contend that the Word of God needs to be valued more. Uh, we need to wrestle with our beliefs about it. We need to come to it honestly and, and realize that we have time for whatever we make time for 
in our lives. So on this podcast today, I simply wanted to share with you a way of reading the scripture that can help you get more out of the text, a way that allows you to make the most of the time that you do have with a section of the Bible. And it's actually a very ancient practice called Lectio Divina, which is divine, which is Latin for the divine reading. That's what it means in Latin, the divine reading or Lectio Divina. Um, I want to give credit to my good friend Christian Hernandez, who has written a book on the art of preaching called Beholding and Proclaiming. And his very first point in this book about preaching is that we as preachers need to spend time dwelling and immersing ourselves in the Word of God for ourselves. Not just to get a lesson out of it or a sermon or a teaching, but really allow the Word of God to speak to us. And I believe that this ancient format is just such a great way for us, all of us, no matter who we are, to really get into the Word of God and begin to allow it to bring change and transformation into our lives. So he does a great job of breaking down Lectio Divina uh, into a format with the anacronym TIME, T-I-M-E. And so with gratitude to Christian Hernandez and his um, uh explaining of this tech of of this way of reading the bible lectio divina i want to share with you uh, these four steps uh, for you to use devotionally so that you can begin to experience more of the power of the word of god so lectio divina i'm going to encourage you at some point when this podcast is over to set aside for yourself about at least 20 minutes but but 20 minutes would be fine and select a passage of scripture And in that passage of Scripture, in your time with that passage of Scripture, follow this format. Number one, T, the text. So you read the passage of Scripture that you've selected slowly and aloud one time. And then write down or make mental notes of key words or phrases that stick out to you. You're looking for the objective meaning of the text. What is this text saying? What seems to be the intent of why the author wrote it? Take a few minutes to do that. And then the second step is immerse. Read it a second time and see how it personally affects you. This time you're looking for the subjective meaning of the text. You can enter into the story or passage with your imagination and ask yourself questions like, what do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel as you immerse yourself in this particular passage of the Bible? How do you react? What are the emotions that come up inside of you or the ideas that come into your head as you read this? And then sit with your reflections and feelings in a a prayerful state of meditation, again, for a few minutes. Then we come to M, T-I-M. M is ministry. You read it a third time, thinking about what God is saying to you, what God is inviting you to do, uh, what God may be wanting to reveal to you. Uh, Maybe there's a way that God is speaking to you through this text. And he's inviting you to know something or to become something or to do something. And just spend a few moments thinking about that. And then the final step is encounter, where you can take a key word or idea from the text, one that stuck out to you, and just dwell on that part of the text, that word or that sentence or that idea. And then just soak in the words of the presence of God and respond to what you feel God is saying to you. So T-I-M-E, read the text, then immerse yourself in the text, then ministry, think about what God is inviting you to know or to do, and then E, encounter, take time to rest and dwell in God's presence. Another way of putting it is this, that in the first reading of the scripture, you're looking for the objective meaning. In the second reading, you're looking for the subjective meaning, what it means to you. In the third reading, you're looking for what God is saying to you. And then finally, 
uh, you can do a fourth reading, but I would suggest just meditating on one word or phrase and you're resting in God's presence. So again, I encourage you uh, to try this. I believe that you will find it uh, to be a way that really allows you to get a lot out of reading the Bible. Um, again, it's a four-step process. You read it one time through looking for keywords or ideas. You read it a second time paying attention to how it affects you personally. You read it a third time, paying attention to what God is saying to you. And then finally, you just focus on a key word or phrase or sentence and you dwell and meditate on that. Uh, some suggestions of where you can start. Uh, you can pick one of the Psalms found right in the middle of the Bible. And I would suggest picking one of the shorter ones and using this format to read through it. Another great uh section of the Bible to do Lectio Divina with would be one of Jesus' teachings from Matthew chapters 5 through 7, what's called the Sermon on the Mount, or select a paragraph or two from the book of Ephesians or Colossians. Colossians. Again, give yourself at least 20 minutes for this. Uh, make a journal at the end of what you hear God saying to you. Uh, the more you do this, the more I believe your soul will crave the food of Scripture. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And I believe that each time that we spend uh, this, um, this time in God's word, that we read it, that we soak it in, we get illumination from God. I love how it says a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Often it's a lamp just for the next step of what we're going to do. Uh, you know, we don't always get the full picture of what God is doing, but he always promises to illuminate our next step. And of course, the road to visible transformation, the road to fulfilling God's purpose in, in our lives um, is taken one step at a time. And so God's word is that way to help us walk in the right path step by step. So may God bless you as you enter into a season, I hope, uh, where you will take seriously the Word of God, put the practice of reading or listening to Scripture into your life, use Lectio Divina, and I believe that even after just a month or two of doing this, you will begin to see visible transformation in your life. God bless you. Yeah.